Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. What's up? How the fuck are you? What's up? Happy Monday, people. Oh, God uh, damn. You're- is that that stupid fucking alarm again? Okay, listen. One of two things is going on. Either the fire alarms that they're testing at the the studios are malfunctioning, or there's an actual fire, and you can't <laughs> need to deal with this post haste. Let me let me give people a quick backstory of the morning because here's the, when they do when they do these test the alarms like most people do at work in buildings. You'll get a heads up. So they tested last week, and I knew exactly what time it was going to happen. It was supposed to be two minutes at nine oh five or whatever it was. Great, that's actually perfect timing for us. Um, cause the last half hour of the show, we can really, whatever, work on it for our morning show. So that was no problem. And it actually was exactly two minutes. So today we were told this, like virtually the same thing would happen. No, no. The alarm has been going off in this building for a half hour longer on and off. So if you do hear that loud beep, I'm hoping it doesn't happen anymore, but if you do, Sorry, guys, it bugs us more than it bugs you. But Scott brought up a great point in that, are you sure that it's just a, it's still the test and there's not actually a fire? Because I'm sitting here like swearing at people, calling people names like, son of a bitch. Get Fucking your shit. building maintenance. How can they not fix this? <laughs> get your shit together. Like imagine there's actually a fire behind me and I'm too busy like bitching and complaining about the noise that there's, <laughs> I can't get well, out. I mean, that's the, we're so conditioned these days that you hear a fire alarm and just assume it's either malfunctioning or it's a drill. It never occurs to you. Could there actually be a fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do hmm. you have an escape plan? Did Dave make you practice the fire drill? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm sure there is one here. And when we signed our papers, when we started here, there were probably some. There's probably something in there about how I'm supposed to go through the plan. No, I mean the answer is no. I am in a room filled with windows, one a, one door to exit. So if I can't get out that door, Scott, I got to try to break a window. And yes. I'm not sure how successful I could be at that. I really am not. Take media touch and just heave it out the yeah. fucking window where it belongs. There's a couple computers I wouldn't mind seeing get thrown out of windows. So, I mean, I'd have a little bit of fun in that way. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I'm not sure how that, that would end for me. Not good. Welcome to a brand new week, everybody. Today is Monday, the 13th of September, and there's a lot of things that we're going to cover in this edition of After 9. We're going to talk about flying. We're going to talk about the elixir of life, as it was called. (laughs) Uh, The federal election campaign. I voted this weekend, which is great. You made up your mind. That's good. I did make up my mind. I well, I don't even know if I really did make up my mind. I just finally got sick of looking at the sheet and just checked off one of the boxes. Uh, but first and foremost, I want to talk about something that's going on, uh, related to COVID here in Ontario today, and maybe it's happening in other parts of Canada or America, but before this goes any further, I just want to say you have an absolute right to protest. That is one of the things that is enshrined in our charter of rights. You have the right to protest peacefully. But just because you can doesn't mean you should protest outside a hospital. I didn't even realize. I'll be honest. I I didn't know that this was going to happen until I saw a video of of uh, somebody who works in a hospital. And and forgive me because I'm not sure who it is, but uh, that was just kind of (laughs) without saying begging. But I guess they were kind of begging these people to choose a different location. This is not right. I can't believe this is actually going to happen. Yeah, there's people who 
are going to go out and protest today, and it's twofold. They're protesting the vaccine certificates, the vaccine passport, if you will. They don't like that, and they don't like lockdowns, so they're going to protest outside the hospitals. And I, I just want you guys, before you go and protest at a hospital, just keep in mind, it's not Doug Ford. It's not Christine Elliott. It's not your local mayor. It's not Justin Trudeau. It's none of those people working in the hospitals. It is people who have a job to do, just like you probably do. You've got a job. They've got a job to do, too. Theirs happens to be in a hospital, and they've got to go in for their shift today. They shouldn't have to climb through a mountain of screaming protesters. Mm -hmm. And I'm also thinking about the patients. And maybe I am... Uh, a little bias here because ironically today I happen to have someone that I know quite well going in for surgery to remove a cancerous lump today. They're going in for surgery and they're going to have to go through that hospital protest. And for someone who is having a baby or getting cancer treatment or they're going to a fracture clinic or I don't know, they just need x-rays or they cut their finger at work, whatever it is that takes them to the hospital. You're at your most vulnerable when you're on your way in to let someone else take care of Mm -hmm. you. You shouldn't have to go through that. You really shouldn't have to go through it. And if you're one of those people that's going to shout and scream and take pictures and video because you know that's coming too, that's wrong. And it really, really is wrong. Take your protest literally anywhere else. Well, you know, I don't understand why people aren't protesting at Queens Park or at City Hall or outside a police station, anything. I mean, if you have a a complaint about the enforcement of pandemic restrictions, why wouldn't you protest with the people who created that or with the police? I don't understand. Why a hospital? It doesn't make sense in my head. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And and I always ask myself when I I hear protests happening, I try to look at it as an, okay, so is it going to be a peaceful protest? Great, maybe it will be. I don't know. But will you actually get the response that you want, will you get the answers that you want doing what you're doing it and doing it that way? I think that the answer here is no. I don't think that anyone is going to stop in the government uh, and say, okay, you're, you know what? No more vaccine certificate because these guys are outside of a hospital right now. We can't have that. So it's not going to happen. They believe that it's right and this is what we need to be doing. Your protest won't come to any good conclusion, especially being at a hospital, you're only pissing people off more. So even those few that you might have swayed to say, oh, yeah, I agree, and I'd like to join that, may be more deterred from doing that if you're doing it in front of a hospital, I would think. People with a good head on their shoulders anyway. It doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, it's very counterintuitive, if you ask me, especially considering that, I mean, no matter how you feel about COVID, no matter how you feel about the vaccines, the passports, whatever, the reality is, If you get sick, you're going to count on the very people that you're protesting today to try and get you better. And if it's not you, it could be a family member and it doesn't need to be a virus. It could be a car accident. It could be an accident at work. We count on our healthcare workers to be there when we need them. And the last thing we need to do when they're already overworked and underpaid is shit on them by protesting, trying to trivialize the work that they've been doing. It's very, very frustrating. I hope that if you are going to a hospital to protest today, please be respectful of the patients and the staff. Keep it away from the hospital. Mm -hmm. Move over a block. You know what? If you want to 
start there and then march down to City Hall, fine. I, I don't give a shit. Just don't harass those people that are going into the hospital today. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things I do want to talk about here, Kat. Like I said off the top, I guess I'll do the um, the deal thing first because <laughs> you know me. I love a good deal. Uh, Hopper, have you? do you ever use that app when you're booking travel? No, I do not. Hopper's pretty good. They annoy the shit out of me with notifications and stuff. I mean, if you search for a flight, it is going to remember that and nag the living shit out of you until you either clear that notification or book the actual flight. But it's good because they do have some cheap prices from time to time. Their algorithm has been monitoring it for years, and they say that today, September the 13th, 2021, Mm -hmm. is the cheapest day that you will encounter for booking travel over the holidays. Ooh, okay. Christmas is still a few months away. I get it. And I don't want to bring anybody down on a beautiful day like today by talking about Christmas. But, hey, if you've got to go somewhere to see friends or family over the holidays, or maybe that's when you actually go away on a vacation, book your flight today. And it doesn't necessarily need to be today. Today is the cheapest, but it's going to be lower priced all this week. Then it starts going up in increments. It'll be more after Thanksgiving in October. It'll be more after Halloween. Even more after U.S. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in November until it just gets to a crazy rate. Right. Have the you- uh, cheapest day to fly for the rest of the year is Christmas Eve. Is Christmas Eve. Yeah. Have you ever traveled? If I did have to go somewhere, I don't know that I would want to fly on Christmas Eve. I was just wondering that because I I probably would opt not to. But so have you ever traveled for Christmas period? I should ask first. I've I've always. I mean, I've gone away on a vacation, leaving on Boxing Day and coming back the day before New Year's Eve. That to me is a good time. It's not the cheapest time, but it's also not the most expensive time. But so what if you could get it cheaper? What if someone said, yeah, you could leave Boxing Day, but... It's half the price to leave on the 24th. I mean, that's enough to maybe sway people, especially now. I uh, I can't see myself. I like that good, authentic Canadian Christmas with the possibility of a little bit of snow and the chestnuts and all that shit. I don't love the idea of spending Christmas on an island. I get that there's people who live that every year and people who live for that to get away to the islands over the holidays. It's not for me. The whole wheels on Santa's sleigh thing doesn't cut it for me. I want a little bit of snow. And I, we shouldn't even be talking about Christmas right no, now. We've gone down a, I, a bad path. I'm sorry. No, but I got to say, I was, I did open up my fall, my fall bin, if you will. So all of my decorations for fall and, and Halloween, just to have them out. Nothing is outside of the house because I don't want to be that person yet to do it too early. But it did give me all of the feels. So I'm, I'm in the fall spirit. I'm happy to be there. I love Christmas too. But yeah, I'd like to stay in the, let's stay in the fall zone right now. That'd be great. Yeah, we just got the pumpkin spice. We don't need the Christmas shit out already. It's a Hello. holiday violation, everybody, and it's bullshit. <laughs> fucking it's bullshit. Costco this weekend, though. Costco's got all the fucking advent calendars. Like, why do we need to buy these now? Why, why, why advent calendars now? Why do we need to do this? Why do we need to count down in December, in September? I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, your it. advent calendar is now like a, a, it takes up a whole room in your house. Oh, it's, it's like insane. 90 days of shit. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I still get an advent calendar. My girlfriend buys me one every year. Occasionally, my mom has bought me one, but I like it. I just don't like the chocolate ones. Uh, last year, I got an advent calendar that was Lego. Every oh, day, I got a right. new little thing to build with Lego, and by the end of it, it put together this whole Christmas scene. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that Yeah, until I lost some pieces. It sucked. Let's go down to Florida for a second here. 
Police and firefighters had to respond to a call in St. Saint Augustine Beach about a 39-year-old woman who was reportedly acting strange. Mm. So they did what EMS does. They showed up as quickly as possible. The woman went right to the cops and firefighters. She screamed that she needed CPR, even though she was fully conscious and running around. So they tried to get her to go to the ambulance so that they could check her out. But she broke away and ran off. And the cops were like, well, now what the fuck do we do? She's screaming she needs CPR, but she seems fine. She's just acting a little weird. So they decided not to chase her because there wasn't a crime being committed. Well, not yet. Anyway, while they were packing up to leave, somebody yelled, She's stealing the truck. Whoa. They realized she jumped into the driver's seat of the fire engine and tried to take off with the fire truck. Right. What the fuck? What? What makes you? Wow, that's ballsy, Scott. I mean, to to take a vehicle in any circumstance at all, but to assume I can do this. Like, wow. They yanked her out of the driver's seat. And asked if she was on anything. She told them she'd been drinking. Uh-huh. But not what you think. She had been drinking, and I quote, the elixir of life. Oh. Oh. That, in case you're not familiar with Harry Potter, is a magical potion that makes you immortal. Mm. Well, immortal, I don't know, but I do know she is facing a felony charge for grand theft auto. <laughs> she could do actual jail time for this. There's not enough elixir of life to get you out of that charge, my dear. <laughs> I, I, did, can, can we know what she was actually on? Like, will we ever find out what she was actually on? Because I'm dying to know. Or was she just maybe mentally unstable? I'm going to guess probably, well, not necessarily unstable, but probably on some pretty illicit drugs. You think so? I'm going to guess there were some pretty illicit drugs involved here, Kat. You know, I've done the whole, like, fire truck walkthrough thing, okay? I've done that whole experience before many times at different events. Like, yeah, I'll go up in the fire truck and check this out. And I'm like, wow. It's like like being on the Star Trek Enterprise. Like, it's just too overwhelming for me. I barely even wanted to sit in the seat because I felt like it was so overwhelming when this vehicle was off, by the way. So she must have been on some good shit to really feel like, this is my truck now, and I will sit in it, and I will attempt to drive it. Are you fucked? Are you fucked? Seriously? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, this story came up this morning on our FM radio show. It's about a guy who was questioning his relationship. And I, I think there's a point in everyone's relationship where maybe they, they're, they're not as optimistic as they once were. Maybe they have some doubts. Maybe they're even wondering if their partner is still the right person for them. Well, this guy did something that I've never heard of before. First, I'll read you the quote from Facebook about what he did. Then we're going to work backwards. He says, guys, if you're feeling like you can do better than your girlfriend, create a Tinder profile. See how many other men would be stoked to be in your shoes. This fucking guy took a couple pictures of his girlfriend, created a profile as if he was her on Tinder and put her out there. He basically dangled the bait in front of other men 
to see who was going to go after that fish. (laughs) He joked that he was immediately going to draw her a bath, cook her dinner, fold the laundry, and rub her feet when she was getting hundreds of guys trying to match with her. Then when she got over a thousand, he said, that's it. I'm buying her a pony. So now this guy is 100% convinced this girl is for him. But it took a lot of other guys thinking that she was a catch for him to realize it. The question we asked this morning is, is that cute or is it creepy? Is it clever or is it creepy? You're going with creepy. I don't even want to use the word creepy. I think that it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's sad and it's pretty toxic, honestly. And the reason why, it would be a totally different scenario if they were in on this together. Like, hey, honey, you know what might be funny? Let's do this and see how many people swipe on you. And if you get enough swipes, I'm going to give you a massage or whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's fun. Let's do that together. So if I'm getting this correctly, he uses her name, likeness, photos, the whole thing thing without her consent on a dating app under false pretenses sees how many people swipe to realize yeah maybe you are still hot okay are you serious like if you need other people to tell you and make that person to make that person feel valued or make you feel like you should value them you need other people to give you that then there is A, there's something wrong with you, I think, if we want to go real deep on that. There's something wrong with you. And B, if I found out, if that was me and I found out, your ass is grass, man. You can't. No, I can't do that. That's that's brutal. I think she should dump him. It's kind of like the digital 2021 version of what happens in real life all the time. If you're out with your partner, Maybe you're uh, you're out with your husband, cat, and, and you notice waitress is being a little flirty with my man. What the fuck's going on here? It almost kind of makes you want them more because someone else wants them. Is there anything to that? Maybe this guy just needed his fire reignited and that was how he chose to do it. Um, well, it's not apples to apples, though. You are if that circumstance is all of a sudden being brought to you like, oh, we're out at a uh, we're out at a event and oh this person's staring at his ass like this chick is really getting close or this chick starting trying to start a conversation okay that's kind of funny right but hey i know that's my man right and it does make you feel good okay that's great that's my man not yours so to that extent sure this is totally different this to me is uh, a man who is seeking other people's uh approvals strangers nonetheless to make sure that he is in the right relationship for him and he's still attracted to her. And now he feels more attracted. And again, I understand it may be different if it's a couple that does this kind of thing, right? Like, hey, let's see what happens. Let's see how many people you get hit on. This is fun. Oh, that makes me want you more. This is different. This is someone who was very sneaky. And like I said, I just think it's kind of toxic. I don't, I don't think it's good at all. Wonder what the conversation's like when and if She finds out what he did. What would your reaction be? What if you found out that this had happened? Your pictures were out there, even if he changed the name, but your pictures were out there as if you were single and on Tinder, but it was him getting the messages. Yeah, that's so messed up because you don't know who's swiping on these things. You don't know who's looking at these things. It's just, it's messed up. And she should have a lot to worry about with that. What if someone saw it that she didn't want to see it? Um, 
or someone did look into her, if it was her, this could have been a real name. I'm dying to know what she thinks about it. I would not be okay with it, personally. I think most people wouldn't, honestly, unless I'm wrong. It feels like a violation of privacy to me, even though your pictures were probably out there on Facebook and Instagram anyway. It still feels like a violation of privacy because once you've crossed over into the dating realm, that's completely different. Not to mention, even if he did in his head have the best of intentions, what if a coworker saw that? And then that gossip starts to circulate around the office. Oh, I saw such and such got a Tinder profile. Oh. And then that sort of shit begins. It almost sort of sends the wrong message. No, it definitely sends the wrong message. I don't know what he was thinking, but he says this has reignited his interest, his love, his passion for his girl because he did it. I'm going to advise that you don't do that. Yeah. I'm going to suggest that's not a good idea, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't I don't like that either. I. You know what else... I, I realize I don't like is that to me, anything that goes online is permanent, even if it's semi-permanent, even if you do wipe it later, even if you delete her fake profile later and you feel like it's gone, it's still not always gone. No. You know, why don't you try something different? And if that does work for you, you know, go out to a bar and see what happens there. See if anyone hits on it. Like if that's what you guys are both into, I mean, but you need a, you need consent and B do it. So it's nothing that's going to be out there in the universe. Like, people can screenshot the photos, and I don't know. It's just, ugh, it's icky to me. There are people, though, that will do that. In fact, there's people that get off on that sort of shit, watching their partner get hit on. Yeah. And they go, they intentionally put themselves in social situations where the other person might get flirted with. Yes. They low-key like that. And that's fine. Like, that's fine, because we're talking about a couple that enjoys it. So, so fill your fucking boots or whatever else you want to fill. You stuff whatever you want. But if that's what you like, then then that's totally different. Okay, let's talk about uh, where we find ourselves now. And where we find ourselves is one week from a federal election, Cat, I voted on Saturday. So were you crystal clear? Is that why you thought this is where I'm going? I've seen enough. I've heard enough. I'm, I'm good. Or did you know your vote the whole time? No. In fact, I looked at that ballot for a long time. This was probably the hardest vote I've ever cast. And and the reason being is that uh, I think I explained it uh, last week, but just in a nutshell, uh, even though my MP is a a liberal MP, but and and he's been fine. He hasn't really done anything for Milton, but either way, he seems like a nice enough guy and he seems to try hard. The problem is, is that with three ethics violations, all those new accusations from Jody Wilson Raybould in her new book that just came out. Uh, The other former liberal MPs that are now saying vote conservative because Justin Trudeau cannot be rewarded for his bad behavior and all the other knocks on this guy. I have a hard time voting for Justin Trudeau, even though I like his local candidate. On the other hand, even though I do tend to like Aaron O'Toole, I don't like his local candidate. And to me, local candidates still matter. So I was uh, faced with a choice. Am I going to go green? Am I going to go new Democrat? Am I going to go people's party of Canada? And I did choose one of them. Still not a hundred percent on that vote though. And the (laughs) thing that part of the reason that I I bring up how much time I spent trying to figure out whose name I was going to put an X beside is because it's a COVID election. And I went to advance polls and I was there Saturday morning. I thought, Nobody else is going to be there. I'm going to be in and out real quick. 
And for the most part, I was right. But I feel like I should give people a bit of a heads up here. When I went in, the first thing that happened when I walked into the community center was they asked for my name and phone number. I thought that was something to do with making sure I was who I said I was. But no, that was just for contact tracing. Then I went into the room where you actually vote. And you know how it works. There's a polling station and each poll is numbered. So mine was 604. I went to polling station 604. Three people in line in front of me. And it took well over 15 minutes for me to cast my ballot because only one person's allowed to sit at the table. When you go up to see that person, they take your voter ID card. Then they've got to find you on that massive printout of voters. Then they've got to use the ruler and cross you off. Then he wrote something down on another piece of paper and handed me my ballot. Then I have to go over behind the little box, mark my ballot. Then I go back to the guy. He tears the top off of the ballot, which has a number on it, sticks that somewhere. My ballot goes in the box. Boom, I voted. But nobody can even go up to that person to say, hey, I'm here to vote until the person in front of them has gone through the entire process and walked away. It's going to be a long night on Election Day, Kat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not necessarily everywhere, but I see those real busy, congested polling stations being very busy and congested. And it really just comes down to a lot of people want to vote and it's a long process for each person to vote. Mm. But they're trying to distance and they're trying to sanitize and all that shit. And it's just going to make for a long night. Yeah, there's going to be a wait. There's going to be a wait on it for sure. I think a lot of people will take advantage of being able to leave work to go vote. I assume that that may take place, and maybe that's for the best if you're able to do that next week. Uh, I don't know if they let you out of work for advanced polls. I'm not sure how that works. But, okay, that's good to know because I may I may go advanced then. I may do it. I was going to wait, but I might go advanced because I want to make sure I get there in time to cast my ballot. And by the by, I think no matter what I put, just on back to what we were talking about, about what candidate, I still have not had anybody knocking on my door locally, which is disappointing um i haven't really done all the work i could to seek any answers that i want but i'm also very fucking busy so i can't really i don't have a ton of time to do that which sucks and i feel like whatever i put down it sucks but i whatever i put down i will be reluctantly voting i will just be like reluctant that's all it is you know and is what it is I find there's a lot of people who don't love any of their choices or they're they're torn because they kind of like to vote for someone, but they don't think that person can win. So they feel like they've got to vote for somebody who's got a shot. And uh, I I don't know how it's going to go down, but a couple of things between the mail in ballots and between this fiasco where it takes a long time for each individual to cast their ballot, not to mention I've heard many stories already of people who were not even asked for their ID. They showed up, handed over their voter card, and they were given their ballot. I'm seeing a scenario about a week from tomorrow where people are unhappy with the result and they're instantly going to go to blaming the voting process. We're going to have, or we could have, a real Trump versus Biden American-style controversy over the process there will be people screaming that it wasn't fair or it was fixed i guess if you're one of those people that hates the prime minister and travel across the country to tell him to fuck off 
yeah, you will be pretty freaking angry if he wins next Monday. I see some accusations of fraud coming. I really do. Especially if the incumbent wins. I hope it doesn't come to that because I'd really rather not go down that path here. But frankly, I don't see how we can avoid it. So many people have messaged me already to say they didn't get asked asked for ID. In my personal case, when I voted, I had a mask on, I had a hat on, and I forgot to take my sunglasses off. They didn't ask me to take my sunglasses off. And quite frankly, I don't know how that guy who just glanced at my driver's license to begin with can confidently say, oh, yeah, that is Scott Fox. Because I didn't look anything like Scott Fox with sunglasses, a mask and a hat on. So I I think there's going to be some controversy next week, Kat. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe there will be, but it'll get brushed off. Like, no matter what the controversy is, it'll get brushed off. I mean, when you see the U.S., you know, held their election under their circumstances with what, mail-in ballots, everything. I don't know. It'll always die down. I think, of course, there's going to be those people who say, ah, it's fraudulent or something like that. Okay, fine. I also assume people may not... go out of they don't feel that people will go out of their way to try to fake it especially in in person you know it's one thing if you're doing it online you're not there face to face but i don't know a lot of people that would go try to fake with someone else's card like you know i'm not i don't know i wouldn't be too worried about that uh are you ready to make a prediction yet because i got a pretty bold one who's Uh, gonna win call it like the football pool who's gonna win you want to do this now i'm ready because i have an alternate theory about who's gonna win Okay, Um, I'm going to I'm going to still go with I think Trudeau is going to win this one. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get majority, though. That's what I'm on the fence with. I don't know. I'm not sure if it'll be majority, but I think it's going to be a Trudeau win. Okay, so I've been thinking about this and what the different angles are, because it never goes down exactly the way we think it's going to go down. And we have a lot of reason, like you've pointed out many times, to not believe the polls. And some polls have the liberals ahead. Some have the conservatives ahead. Some have the. People's party surging. Some have the greens picking up steam. And every time one party does well, it's at the expense of another. So if the polls are wrong, then really anything could happen. Somebody pointed out to me on the weekend how cordial and how cooperative things were during the debate last week between Aaron O'Toole and Jagmeet Singh. And back during the 2019 campaign, Jagmeet Singh said there was no circumstance when he would work with Andrew Scheer and the conservatives. Aaron O'Toole is a different candidate. He is pro-choice. He is an ally of the LGBTQ community. He is very different socially than past nominees. And I think that there's a real possibility that nobody's talking about that if Trudeau wins a minority you could see a coalition, conservative, NDP, and maybe even block government. Hmm. I think they dislike Justin Trudeau so much that they would hold their nose and work together to get him out of the prime minister's office. Hey, I'm just putting it out there. It's recorded. It's in the podcast now. If I'm right, I look like a goddamn genius. And if I'm wrong, you're going to delete this episode off your phone and forget I ever said this, everybody. We'll pretend it never (laughs) happened. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I do see it being a liberal minority at this point. But we've still got a week to go. Finally, Stratford, Ontario's very own Justin Bieber is MTV's Artist of the Year. The VMAs were handed out last night. I'm 
you like the show? You know what? I love the performances. I'm I'm a fan of the performance shows because I feel like y- there's not a lot to give in between when it comes to artists. They it's good when they're just doing what they do best. You know, because you have other award shows and it, you know it's actors and maybe you'll get good comedians up there. So the in between stuff, the in between award stuff, can be fun and entertaining. When it comes to the VMAs, like yeah, they had Doja Cat as host. And she was actually, a couple of times, I was like, huh, okay, she did pretty good, actually. But what you should do is stick to what you're good at. And that's what the VMAs does. It was performance after performance after performance, and I thought it was really good. And they really were hits. Like, they had not a lot of no-name acts where you went, who the fuck is this now? There was a couple. There was a couple in there where I was like, I don't even, I don't know this song. But most of them, I mean, we're talking big names. You mentioned it, Justin Bieber, and he opened the show. had madonna actually opening uh the show introducing it and her butt looked different to you too yes very different yeah something happened there but anyway that's fine teach their own um so justin bieber i thought was great with the kid Leroy. i loved it uh sean mendez camila cabello ed sheeran fuck i love ed so sheeran good. i just Me too uh i love him he's great and he performed his new song um, but it, 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 Olivia Rodrigo, it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. And I thought this is exactly what a performance lineup should be like. We're talking about the best music right now. The music people are listening to the most, minus the people who didn't want to attend. You know, there are people who will refuse most award shows. People like The Weeknd and Drake, for example, who won't show up to many, if any at all. So I thought that it'd have everybody there who should have been there, especially for a big 40th celebration that they were that they were doing. Oh, Buster Rhymes. I mean... Yes. Where the fuck was Buster Ryan? What yes. Taco Bell was he working at no. that they dragged him out of there to perform at the VMAs he, last night? No, he still makes some decent money doing these kinds of uh, t- doing reunion tours. And he, he's he's out there. He's out there. And he still sounds decent. Like, I can barely catch my breath when I'm just, like, fucking around, singing along in the car with anything Buster Rhymes. He can still crank it out all these years later. And, and he sounds great. I thought he did a good job. Machine Gun Kelly or Buster Rhymes? Who's harder to keep up with? Oh my God. Machine Gun Kelly is such a piece of shit. I don't know how he is where he is now. He, I mean, my ex's best friend was a good song from this yes, year. I'll give him agree, that. Agree. I thought that was great. But generally speaking, he just seems like a slime ball. And then last night he tries to get into it with Connor fucking McGregor on the red carpet. I'm dying to know what happened because I'm not sure. We don't really know what happened. But what we did see was Connor actually approaching him and Megan Fox, who just looked amazing, by the way. But so Conor McGregor approaches Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, who are a couple, on the red carpet, and they exchange some words, and all you see is them, like, talking, and everything seems okay for, like, a millisecond. And then all of a sudden, Conor is the one that leaps. Like, he just kind of is, like, comes towards him. Security had to pull Conor McGregor back. 
By the way, if I'm a security guard working at VMA's red carpet and someone's like, yeah, could someone grab Conor McGregor? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, dude, that's not what I signed up for. I just wanted to make an easy $14 an hour for one night. I don't want to fight Conor fucking McGregor. Can What's I, going on here? Can I Can I do the machine gun? Can I do this guy? This uh, this <laughs> tall little lanky fella here? This tall white fella? No? I got I to gotta hold this guy back? Give me a break. But everything ended up fine. But they exchanged some kind of words, and it did get kind of... It's hard to tell because it was like a big pile. So after they were continuing on with interviews, both Connor and Machine Gun Kelly on their separate ways, and people were asking questions. Connor was asked about the rumors because right away, which is so dumb, but it happened so quickly that rumors started that apparently they were asking for a picture with Connor McGregor, and he basically told Machine Gun Kelly to go fuck himself. <laughs> so I don't know if that's obviously we don't know if that's true, but Connor kind of squashed those rumors. In an, in a little side interview, real quick with Entertainment Tonight, uh, where he basically just says, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't even fucking know that guy. Who is that guy?" What happened? Absolutely nothing. I don't know. I just I just showed up and I don't know. Just I don't even know the guy to be honest with you. Just rumors. Just rumors. Nothing happened with me. I only fight real fighters. People that actually fight. You know what I mean? I certainly don't fight little vanilla boy rappers. You know, I don't even know the guy. I don't know anything about him. So. I'm not sure. Something makes me wonder if Machine Gun Kelly did start this to get talked about or because he is. You're right. He's a, he's slimy. He is a bit of a slimy fella. I mean, don't forget, this is the same guy that started a feud with Eminem and wanted to do a, basically a versus with Eminem because he claimed that he was better. So Machine Gun Kelly started to out or say shit about Eminem. Like, give me a break. I mean, he's he's verbally fighting people who will verbally crush his ass being Eminem and he's trying to physically get into altercations with people who will fucking visit like actually crush his body if he wanted to I don't know I think sometimes he sets these things up to get talked about and uh, maybe maybe it works I don't know it's a good strategy if you have nothing to lose and Machine Gun Kelly has nothing to lose except getting his ass kicked Okay, fine, but you can be pretty confident that someone's going to pull him off fairly quickly. You take a couple of punches and boom, you're a household name all of a sudden because Conor McGregor kicked the shit out of you. It's amazing that he's dating Megan Fox, but more people are talking about the dust up with Conor McGregor than how good his girlfriend looked last night or how the fuck did he get her in the first place? I mean, it's kind of like who's the most famous radio DJ you can think of? Maybe Howard Stern. If we just started shit with him, because it's real good for us if he actually responds. Yeah. But if he doesn't, oh, well, whatever. You can We can talk as much shit as we want. That's key. And I think, and that's kind of the realization I had as I was watching this feud happen, is that I think he's using Conor McGregor. This is my theory, okay? It's just a theory. But uh, my theory is he is using Conor McGregor. He probably had his people come up to Conor and say something in order to ignite this, in order to start it, and say, we want to get a picture with you, but you're a piece of shit or something. Like, I don't know. He probably did something because they do love attention. And I do say they because Megan Fox, she hasn't been in any groundbreaking films in, in recent years, Scott. I mean, she maybe could use a little bit of the attention, too. I don't know. They do seem like a couple that likes to put themselves out there, and they're both similar in that way where they like to be talked about. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially for Machine Gun Kelly, maybe for Megan, to go out of their way to do something like this just to catch those headlines and to get someone like Conor to use Conor McGregor, basically, to get talked about. It's a, like you said, and it's the exact same with Eminem. And it worked a little bit with Eminem because we forgot about Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, we barely knew Machine Gun Kelly before 2018 when he started this stupid feud 
And then he got even got Eminem talking about him. And then that's it, right? That's all you need and that's all you want to make people go, oh, Machine Gun Kelly, what's, he's, what's he been up to? And you mentioned it. He's got a song now that plays on radio that did really well. That's what he's looking for. He wants to get that spotlight. Before my ex's best friend, I think he's kind of shitty. Like, but then now I'm like, okay, maybe you're okay. That's what he wants. People to at least know his name so they can look into it. Joe Rogan, you're a piece of shit. And this podcast is so much better than yours. Fuck yeah. you, you coward. If you don't like it, come come at me. Yeah. Boom. You think that'll work? Shots fired. Hey, Joe Rogan, why don't you I'll take- kick your ass, Joe. Take- why don't you come over here to our studio? I'll kick your ass. Yeah, and take more horsey pills. Yeah, why don't you take more horsey pills, bitch? <laughs> you little bitch, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at that. I don't know. Hey, you. I don't know how to shit talk Joe Rogan because I actually fucking like him. Yeah, I know. You. <laughs> Hey, I watched all the seasons of Fear Factor, you piece of shit. Yeah, how's that? (laughs) (laughs) That horse medicine thing, though, that's funny to me. That is funny. Oh, God. God. You you know what, though? Just quickly on that, because we didn't talk about it, but Joe got COVID, and he, in the past, has not been a fan of vaccines for everybody. He's not anti-vax, necessarily, as far as I know. I don't listen to him very often, but... Uh, he did say, I mean, if you're young and healthy, I mean, I don't really think you have anything to worry about here. You certainly don't need to take the rush to take this vaccine. And that went everywhere. Like CNN, Fox News, BBC, CBC. It was around the world that he made that comment. And then he caught COVID. And I think people were hoping for some sort of a, ha ha, an anti-vaxxer got COVID. I don't know why anyone would want somebody else to get COVID first off. So for the media that was cheering that on, Fuck off. Like, gain a little bit of perspective here and be a human being for once. Second off, I don't blame him. This guy took a drug cocktail more thorough than what Donald Trump had. He took fucking everything that's even been rumored to work, and it did. He felt like shit for one day, and boom, felt like a million bucks the next day. If I had that kind of money and that kind of access to those drugs, I'd probably do it too. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to get sick. So I don't know why people are shitting on him for taking all kinds of different drug options that were available to him. I don't know where you get some of those things, though. Like some of them were uh, pretty out there. He listed off a cocktail of drugs that I haven't even heard of some of them. I don't know where he did. but No idea. I know like the main one that people are talking about. He got it from a doctor. It's an it's an actual legitimate drug that humans can take. Um, But it's for horses, right? Well, initially. Yeah, I guess. But this is for use in human beings. They say uh, this particular one, I don't know if it's like a version of it. I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going to tell you. But it's, it's funny to me that that's, that's the headline. And yeah, I'm with you, by the way. You do whatever you want to do. If you aren't getting vaccinated and you catch COVID and you feel like you need to take a concoction, take it. It's your body. You do whatever the yeah. fuck you want with it. Go ahead and take your little medical martini full of shit and, and hopefully you feel better and that's fine. Like, who, yeah. who really cares? I don't know who really needs to care about what other people are choosing to put in their own bodies. It makes no sense to me. Never in history have people been so preoccupied with what other people are putting in their body. It's so fucked up, cat. But like I said, I don't blame Joe at all for taking advantage of some resources that were available to him. Yep. Okay, we're going to go, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll have a brand new episode tomorrow in and around 1030. I don't know what iTunes' fucking problem is lately, but they're back to the slow to update. So I know that if you listen on Apple Podcast, it's been coming out around noon lately. If you uh, want, just go to Spotify. Use Spotify to listen to After 9. 
and they're there like well, instantly as soon as we post them. Now that we just talked shit about Joe Rogan, the Spotify one's going to give a shit soon. Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Okay, guys, have a good day. Moderna said they're working on a single shot that's a COVID booster and a flu shot. The Americans heard and were like, throw in some dewormer and you got yourself a deal. Now, now we'll talk. The trucking industry is divided over whether to let teenagers become interstate truck drivers. Oh. It's kind of strange. Somehow an 18-year-old could drive an 80,000-pound truck, but it has to wait seven more years to rent a Toyota Corolla. Don't you think? ABBA is going on tour as computer-generated avatars. Someone has to ask them, weren't you always computer-generated avatars? You mean humans wrote Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight? I always assumed it was an IBM supercomputer set to full Caucasian. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.